This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash comicpop if you want to help us more directly. Hi, comic book readers, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack, unless you catch this after the fact, in which case you should give the video a like and subscribe to the channel and click the little bell for notifications so you know when we are going live, which is, of course, Monday nights around after 5, around 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So we're going to talk about the books that came out this past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that come out this week that we think should pick up. Before we do that, of course, we want to mention that we're going to be at New York Comic Con. That's right. In about a week or so. Uh, yeah, we'll have one more of these shows. One before, more show. Before New York Comic Con actually happens. The big show. The big show. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that wrestler? The big show? No. Well, he was a character. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the big show's happening. Uh, we're going to be there all four days, but the most important day to remember is Saturday because we will be at the Joe Kubert School booth on Saturday. Starting at, I think, noon. Yeah, I think it's 12 to 1.30. We're going to be there. Wow, what? Yeah. Prime time. Saturday at noon. Okay. 12 to 1.30. That will be fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to say hello, you're welcome to. If you'd like to buy something, we're going to be selling some things. A couple of things. We got some fun stickers, which I took pictures of, and I'm going to post either on this channel's stories or Instagram stories, or both, to kind of feature each different product that we have available. Most of them are stickers, but they also have posters and this swell ball cap. It's just a hat. If you're interested in getting a ball cap with a snapback that features our logo on it, well, you can get it for a pretty decent price. Uh, But yeah, all those things will be available at New York Comic Con. Of course, if you just want to hang out with us or take a picture with us, those are free. Happy to do it. Uh, so yeah, let's jump into some comics, huh? Unless we have other other things we should talk about. Nope. All Nothing right. else to talk about. Nothing else Ever. at all. Well, uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo's Nightwing number ninety six came out. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's a, a it's the wrap up of the entire arc for Nightwing. Uh, since the since Tom Taylor took over, uh, oh, there will be more, oh, obviously. Okay. But uh, this is the continuation. Like this is we're we're entering a bold new era, uh, where uh, I, I guess Heartbreaker or whatever the hell that character's name is, they 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 come back and they're going to be the new like antagonist or continuing antagonist okay. going forward. But we just see the culmination of uh of Nightwing's plans with his uh you know with with his helpers and friends and supporters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh we see some subversive stuff in there like there's a uh, Nightwing's identity is outed to his greatest nemesis Blockbuster and Blockbuster's like I'm going to destroy your life and then he, he gets away and then uh Dick is talking to Babs and he's like well now the Blockbuster knows who I am you'll never be safe so we can never be together. Mm. And she's like that's really stupid. I'm Batgirl. You're protected by Wayne. Like, why would you ever say that? Right. He's like, fair enough. So they don't break up. And it's like, oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, good. It, it it allows for like that trope to be clowned on and then give Barbara agency. And, right. 
and and showcase uh, Nightwing's uh, heroism through doing that stupid thing mm-hmm. uh, in the first place. But otherwise, it's a fine book. Uh, okay. The art's good. It it it's uh it's still redondo, so you know it's higher uh, tier. But it's you know he's not he's not breaking the mold. He did. There were a couple of nice moments, fun, some fun well, action can't, sequences. Can't do it all the time. And that's the thing. Is, but like I shouldn't I shouldn't expect that, and I don't. But I am pointing out that like there there's no like no I don't think there's any particular standout moments in it that make it like oh man mm. you know it's it's a must read issue because it's the end of the arc. So I think you should check it out. Uh, if you like Nightwing and if you've enjoyed this arc, this arc is a good has a good end and a nice little like PS at the end that says the book is continuing. Okay, so that's great. I, I dig it, and I say uh, I say it's it's been worth the ride. So check Excellent. out Nightwing number ninety six from last week. Uh, what else we got? We got so much. I know we do so much. It's like actually a little like it's it's not overwhelming. I'm just like okay, wait, where do I want to start? Mm-hmm. Um, just want to make mention just. Like, I'm not going to go into it because it's longer. Mm-hmm. But just so if you didn't see it, uh, New Mutants came out this week. It is the 40th anniversary of the original so graphic 40th? novel. No way. Yeah. 40 years of, of New Mutants and Deadpool. Um, <laughs> and so what they the team decided to do was a kind of a collection of stories that kind of highlighted each character, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. In a letter at the beginning, Ayala went through like a couple of other ideas that they had. And like, I appreciate that. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish we did that yeah um like don't don't betray the, what better ideas you had with being like hey i really thought this through because that, that was what really was the takeaway from the letter was how much the creative team like thought through like what to do to celebrate 40 years of uh new mutants um so that's really what it's about but then some of it i was like oh. like one of them was in fact like should they hit to do another original graphic novel oh and of course marvel was just like no. i don't know how far that got in terms of like maybe it was just an idea and then they didn't actually like i love that idea um but i thought that was a really great idea as well um so yeah there's a a few things in there but just so you know that did come out so if you are a new mutants fan or just someone who likes to collect anniversary issues this was an anniversary issue it's 52 pages so ooh, yeah Um, that justifies the price i suppose six bucks not bad yeah for quite and there's a lot of like there's a couple different writers in there and there's a lot of different artists in there uh, as well quite a few people had to work on this to make this come together that's fun i'm seeing some fun names on there jeff shaw emma kubert like i know those names i've seen their work i enjoy their stuff exactly that's a fun little commemorative hey let's celebrate that a little bit yeah so i just wanted to make mention that that did in fact come out that happened (laughs) that book happened listen uh if you want to help sponsor today's show and keep all those corporate fat cats out of our programming uh you can support us by using super chats as a question or comment and we'll read it here on the show and then uh that'll help keep the lights on here at comic bop uh we've got we've got a few of them that's true that's true on right Um, now and if you're watching this after the fact listen there's actually other ways to do this without having to do the super chat you can do one of those super thanks and it'll uh it'll be the same equivalent and i'll see the comment because i check every comment I don't know about calling them super things. It says super things. I know that. I know that's what they're called. I'm just like, I agree. Is, but man. if you want to help us more directly, you can always go to patreon.com slash comic pop. That's another way to help support the uh, infrastructure here at comic pop. We've, uh, you know, got early access, uh, exclusive podcasts, uh, you know, weekly updates about what's going on. Or if nothing else, give this a like. Or just give the video a like. That costs you nothing, and it's a lot of fun and helps us out. Uh, Brian Rowland says, see you guys on the rewatch. Thank you, Brian, for always being here. We do appreciate it, man. Uh, Max M says, hey, guys, excited to hear what your thoughts are about Fantastic Four. Also, is there anything you're excited about coming up for back issues or Elseworlds? We have no big plans for Elseworlds outside of the usual programming, which is, of course, our sister live show here on Compop Returns that comes out biweekly. So Mm -hmm. every other week, you get an episode of Elseworlds. No big plans. Uh, outside of the regular show 
Um, for back issues, we have some fun plans. Of course, we're heading towards uh, the spooky season, but that's really going to more uh, impact uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Although I do want to strong arm Tiffany into doing a particular episode of back issues for that. We'll see what happens, but I doubt it'll happen. We should do more than uh, one. I think that's a good idea. Probably like try and encompass the month, but we'll see what happens. But uh, outside of that, no, no big like you know surprises or any changes. Yeah, it's uh, a lot, and October's coming quick. Yes, uh, Ven <laughs> says, "Rarely am I free when you're live." Had to take the chance to say thanks for all the entertainment and info. New to comic pop, but burn through most of the catalog over the last few months well thank you very much man thanks so much thank Welcome. You for your support uh hopefully you're checking out both channels we do really appreciate you doing so and uh checking out the back catalog uh compop prime youtube.com slash compop tons of videos it might seem like we have a lot of videos here and in fact we do we have quite a few uh but uh, that channel was where it all started so you can go check out the back catalog it is insane how much we've produced over the last eight or nine years. You will lose your mind. You will go insane, yeah. Uh, Ray Farr, <laughs> Compop Wu, a showrunner on a recent Woo. Cape show, stated that they had never really read any of the works of their show's lead character. Do you think that creatives should have prior knowledge with characters, or is it good to have somebody who is completely detached from the character keep being awesome? Well, thank you, Ray. You too, my friend. Uh, as for as per usual, it's always someplace in the middle. Moderation is key. That will yeah. keep us alive. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I do believe that like some kind... You know, on one hand, loving a character can bring that enthusiasm and, and and energy to a character and 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 bring them to new heights. On the other hand, sometimes too much enthusiasm, too much love of that character will make them not see the forest of the trees mm -hmm. and try to protect that character from mm -hmm. any kind of conflict or plot. Yeah. Likewise, uh, you know, a person who loves the character getting a chance to tell their story in a visual medium like movies and stuff. That's sometimes nice. I've heard that Sam Raimi was a huge Spider-Man fan back in the day. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that like Sam Raimi would handle that character and he seemed to really get it and distill it and shepherd it. And of course it was like the Superman of its time and yes. completely redefined how superhero movies are made from mm -hmm. that time. Uh, so that worked. Uh, but other times, you know, so, you know, you, you see that kind of go another directions. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to these Marvel shows or superhero shows, you know, I can imagine that uh, the boys creators, if they never read a single issue of the boys, that could only help that book or that show uh, versus the Marvel shows. I think that part of the reason why Feige is so celebrated is because he likes that universe and loves those characters and wants to see them succeed. Yeah, I think that um, you don't necessarily as a showrunner have to have read every single word written about a character. No. But I think it does help for someone to hand you maybe a couple of things to be like... Key just, things. Here are just some things to familiarize yourself with this character and the world. Yes. Because I think that will help you to understand decisions or to maybe like be like, hey, I know it's supposed to be this, but I want to try this because I think it'll connect in a different way. Like, right. Like, if I wanted David Fincher to make a Batman movie, I wouldn't mm -hmm. expect David Fincher to read every Batman comic. I just want them to Fincher the book yeah. or the, the movie. But you go get someone who gets Batman to write that script. Yeah. You know, and maybe if you want to live in today's world, you get someone like an executive producer or a supervisor who also loves that character or is at least so familiar with the character that they're going to execute it well to go like, hey, Fincher, like, I appreciate you doing this, but Batman's not going to kill anybody. Like, you know, this character actually, if, you, if it helps to give them a little background, here's what they're all about. You, know, right. you can take or leave it, but like, you should know who they are, mm -hmm. you know. But somebody else that enters the equation. So the artist can like, you know, execute their vision, mm -hmm. but you know, there are checks and balances. Yeah. Any other thing? Anything else? No, I think that's it. Well, uh, Cat Lair will defend for treats. <laughs> says, start a reading. Nice. Uh, house, house by the lake. <laughs> nice. Nice house by the lake, which we have a poster of right here. Loving it. Thanks for the recommendation. Somebody please Bravo. do a video slash reel of Tiffany's favorite Halloween picks. What a fantastic idea. 
Oh no, you're just giving Sal an assignment yeah. for me. Yeah, just uh, just your spooky picks for the for the season. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I'm so bad at assigned work. I know. Check any teacher I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got, Tiffany? Um, you know what? Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit here. I, I will just briefly talk about uh, Avengers number 60 this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was a, a tie-in for um, Judgment Day, so I wanted to check it out. Yep. Written, uh, uh, this is written by... Mark Russell. Why am I having so hard to find... Oh, here it is. Wow, that's so weird how they did this. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, by Mark Russell um, with art by Greg Land mm-hmm. and Jay Lyston. I don't know. They, they credited them as well. Interesting. I guess they're the anchor. Okay. Um. Yeah, so totally different, like, creative team yeah on this book and um you know land's doing what land does right you know yep shocking mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. um some faces in there that i'm like what'd you where'd you get why'd you do that what why, where'd you get that face what were you watching yeah where uh, what were you google image searching uh, like, please please don't tell yeah me. um this book is entirely this is just like hey we're doing a tie-in and it feels like this feels like a tie-in yeah well where the they got land means they must have like written this a week ago to i don't know right because like what it really just feels like is uh, maybe aaron's working on something else i assume he's still working on this book yeah um maybe he's doing something else and he's like well my my team is being run through like the gamut over here uh just we'll just do a hawkeye book who cares yeah and it's essentially just hawkeye going being through his, his judgment right right so if you like hawkeye i don't know how this stands up for you honestly um there are kind of some fun moments in it. There, there was one thing in particular that at first I was like, wow, what a freaking weird, like dated reference for him to make. And then I was like, <laughs> actually, that's kind of brilliant that Hawkeye would, would make that, that reference. Yeah, that Clint would make this reference. This is essentially like um, Clint is like had a rough day. He goes to a diner to relax. He gets changed there. He orders two cheeseburgers for himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's had a rough day. Okay. Um, and then he comes back out, changed into like his civvies, like Natasha's there. Right, but it's not really it's Natasha, not Natasha of course. it's the progenitor. Yeah. And, uh, well, she says it's the progenitor. And Clint's like, ha-ha, funny. Like, Why? he thinks it's a joke. Oh, okay. And then it, it, it actually is. But it is, yeah. yeah. But it is, right? Okay. Um, But they, they start talking about, like, how people are judged, mm-hmm. right? And um, why they're judged for Oh, them. they, like, explain it? That, this writer was like, well, it's like kind of like this, I guess. I don't know. That's You're the progenitor. Like. How would you not know? Because the writer doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> then why try to explain it? Maybe don't just know. don't. I don't. Right. But like, you know, Clint talks about, you know, what's the difference between what you're doing versus like me going up onto like a roof with my bow and arrow and like just like shooting just people. Because it's like, you know, this guy, you know, like has been in jail and like here was the one that like got me where he's like, this kid's been playing bejeweled on his like, you know, all day at school. And I'm like, Bejeweled? bejeweled right why don't you call it snood and then i was like you know what i that's i i hope that's as clever as i feel like it is where it's like clint is just out of touch yeah he's like they're doing. playing bejeweled on their uh on on their uh their i can't even remember the name of the phone you know the the the, the flat one that like flipped the razor phone <laughs> i was like what i was like what what what's an old phone um but yeah so like that was if that was what it is it, it is fun um there's a dog sitting outside that we see like tied up to a hydrant but it's not pizza dog no and like um clinton ends up giving him one of his cheeseburgers but like we noticed the dog and i was like that's what he's gonna be judged on because he didn't take care of the dog right that's, no that's no just no there. the dog's just there for him to be just to show like he's a good guy he likes to he yeah gives dogs and then like really at the end of the day the progenitor is like i like prove yourself that you're like you're more like 
like a better person in terms of the universe than like say like that mailbox because like and then we see like all these people going to the mailbox being like wow like and clinton sees it like you like saved my day like day like i need to find this mailbox like wow this mailbox is really helping like it's it's kind of weird uh-huh it's kind of weird and like clint goes to see luke cage and like to you know because he gets a call that like he a job he had just been on that involved like some alien um he thought he killed it but it turns out he didn't okay it was an alien he didn't know it wasn't dead or right. come back and it's like loose in the sewers of new york okay so he's like i better tell the mayor and i'm like why wouldn't you just go take care of just it? go take care of it so he goes and talks to like to you're in charge luke. of I think thunderbolts we want, to, we want to put luke cage in the book so here's luke cage in the okay. book being like i'm mayor now and like when that line was said like oh he like, just says i'm mayor now he's like clint i'm the mayor <laughs> and i was like oh it's the progenitor oh like saying like clint i'm, I'm the mayor now like but, I'm, oh like, that's fun i right? like that but then like it's not that though it, it, it turns out it is oh okay but like way later on oh like right. I, I you can totally read between the lines here folks yeah yeah, yeah. or i'm just a genius yeah well no. that's that's very likely no um but yeah it's just it's just an opportunity for clint to have like a whole bunch of different conversations with people have random characters kind of show up mm -hmm. and then you know the natasha progenitor like mails clint a letter oh my god okay to like yeah well he linked it in with the with the visual imagery of the right, book, yeah. right 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 so it's like to talk about judgment and such sure um yeah i i don't know so you like, just pass this one was not for me this one felt very much tie-in-y and like less Part important of the scope of things I, I important i think importance lies in the in the beholder in right. the beholder and the person who's reading it like you know i like clint but like this was just this is just we have to do this it was this yeah. felt like it was we need to an, have an a, issue of the avengers come out yes but we also don't have aaron writing it right now like aaron's working on something else i guess that is clearly not related to judgment day. yes maybe he's like, he's like if you want to do judgment day then i'll just go over here and play my next event that. I hope that's nobody it. cared about heroes were born um but you know like i i don't hate it entirely yeah. there's some fun stuff in there um you know this land's work is not my cup of tea yes it's just not my thing at all um but there was something about luke that i really liked and i, and I couldn't tell if he looked like um the actor who played him ah uh, yes in the show mike coulter i believe but like i don't think that's what it was about him that i liked um mm -hmm. necessarily i just i like the way in which a lot of the panels was rendered for him um but i like luke yeah just in general so um you know it was it was it was so weird like like it's so much of so much of it felt like strangely dated using yeah. the mailbox using right. something that like you know the the mail in general which is still going and people do still send things to people but like for the most part we communicate with one another either like in person or in a completely digital landscape at this right. point and not that like writing letters is dead or anything like no, that but it just felt like strange right and like it wasn't like they tied it in in particular with like you know clint being more of an old-fashioned guy or yeah, whatever they didn't like no. draw attention to that it like, was if you're looking for meaning you're gonna have to just kind of like ascribe it i guess so it there cool. it was that was it okay that happened uh <laughs> that happened yeah. i read another that. one that just happened all right just there there it is uh troy harness hey tiffany where is a good starting point for dr strange i have never gotten into him before also what about ghost rider uh almost anything <laughs> no and i mean that like you know we were talking about you can grab any, any issue like yeah like you're gonna have to find your like place in like dr strange's runs right that like 
like resonates with you. So I might honestly just grab like a couple a of issues yeah. from like like seriously you can find them in most dollar bins um but if you do want to grab a trade like try to grab me one of those essentials or um i i do like the um uh what is that literally the oath? every single no that guy that i never can remember his name because he's like it's like there's like it's like there's like a mental block put on me by like an omega level psychic or a lower level one um to not be able to remember this guy's name who like did that period of dr strange with like rintra and like all the stuff that i like think about when i think about dr strange bone bridges and all that whole thing hmm. um you're not gonna look it up okay I well will, it's, I will look it's it aaron nope it's hopeless nope that's it's not, wade that's literally not what i'm talking about um Roger Stern? No. Howard Mackey. No. Well, you could pick up Mackey. <laughs> you could. Um you could pick up Mackey for sure, but again, try the oath, definitely. Yeah. Um It's a great like just, you know, this is a nice little self-contained thing. It's not going to go anywhere. It's just like this is the, this is the character. Yeah. What's interesting about that though is if you already know who he is as a character, it's just that's a good story to read just yeah. in general, right? Like it's it's a fine story to read. I like it a lot. Vaughn does a fantastic job, but I will also say that like if you know who he is and you're looking for something more than just that and maybe something that like is ongoing that may not scratch that itch yeah. for you because it's going to be like, okay, right. that happened. Um, if you're looking for some of the more like out there sort of like storylines, um, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to dig a little further back yeah. in terms of like, you know like midnight suns are around that time frame mm-hmm. quite a bit yeah because there's like a long run of dr strange the sorcerer supreme yeah this is gonna bother me until is I it donny cates this out. no because he also wrote dr strange no I, we're gonna circle back to this and we're gonna let sal talk for a while while, while i while i do my due diligence here okay i think it's i think i know who it is oh, oh my good. gosh if like if twelve thousand ads could stop popping up that would be well Talali house says would you consider being guests on blurred without fear podcast i feel it'll be enjoyed by fans both podcasts alike uh, great convos to be had uh, i don't actually know him personally but uh i'm familiar with his work and i think he does a nice job so you know if he ever invited me maybe i might consider it i'm, I'm very busy but i'm happy to uh make some time because it's been a while that it's i've been on any other podcasts so mm-hmm. yeah be something to consider uh, Ray Farr, thoughts on Bendis' Daredevil run? I've heard mixed things about his take on Daredevil, but I trust you guys with my wallet and it's worth buying. P.S. Favorite Robin. Uh, yeah, no, Bendis' Daredevil is great. Like, Daredevil's, uh, Bendis' Daredevil uh, is worth your time. It, uh, it 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 goes at a breakneck neck pace. It doesn't, like, mess around and it, uh, you know, changes things and it, and it upsets the status quo. There are very few bad Daredevil runs out there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I would say it's definitely check, worth checking out. And Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. That's accurate. Have you figured him out? No, just keep going. Do you have a favorite Robin? Oh, is that the question? Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like um, Dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it like that. No, because like I said that last time. Grayson. Twitch. Yeah, I was like, how do I get around saying this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but he is like he is. og robin i think is my favorite yeah, um i don't blame but him. again i think it's just because he's had more opportunity to, to grow up in a like well he's had so much time and in a less i didn't die and, and yeah, it's less complicated back. like yeah. it's less complicated he got he has he's had a little more time to be like you know like i have had tragedy as well and like i'm tethered to this person and then like i have to grow up and go through like awkward teen years and like i have a secondary father too and now you know what i mean like there's just a lot there and i, I like that 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 growth yeah anyway moving on 
Uh, I read Deceased War of the Undead Gods, which is just... <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go get it. Uh, yeah, I read uh, Deceased War of the Undead Gods. This is the third deceased technically though i think it might be the fifth deceased because of all the tie-ins uh or like supplemental stories which are great no uh don't, don't get me wrong of course it's written by tom taylor with art by trevor harrison and so you know it's part of the main ongoing deceased series um this is you know they've they've resolved the crisis of the anti-life techno-organic virus but uh Rather, they have a cure for it, and so they're working it out. And there's uh, some resurrections and some returns, and there's some tragedies that are that you know that that we can't come back from. Uh, and so this is the volume. I think the last volume was about magic, and this is the volume that is about um, the new gods. We're dealing with the new gods. I mean, War of the Undead Gods is their way of like saying like the whole damn thing is going to be about New Genesis, Dark Side, you know. Or Orion, Barda, Mr. Miracle, that kind of thing. I mean, our main characters, you know, Damian Wayne as uh, Batman and uh, John Kent as Superman. Not too dissimilar from today, of course, but like it's a fun, uh, obviously it's it's a fun series. Eight issues, not a big commitment. This particular issue showcases some changes, like some significant differences between uh, the continuities. Like this seems like a world not too di dissimilar from the one that we know. However, like Kara Zor-El Supergirl, she crash lands later than she would in our continuity. Uh, she is then scooped up by Darkseid, turned, and now she's an agent of Darkseid. So it's kind of like a little homage to the old, uh, you know, Mike Turner, um, Jeff Loeb, uh, story arc but with its own spin you know it's it, there's a lot of fun like references and homages and uh, sinestro's world is uh, attacked by dark side which of course pulls in more green lanterns and it's a good book it's a lot of fun uh, but i wouldn't recommend picking up this one issue i think this what you need to do is go back pick up deceased one and two and this and honestly everything with deceased name on it is worth reading so war of the undead gods no uh no no change there i would change the title i'm not wild about it war of the undead gods i think it's too clunky well because you're not giving a war of the gods yeah i know it, it doesn't but it doesn't have anything to do, to do with it you know it's like whatever roy thomas roy thomas there you go i think the problem i have with that is because i think of dave thomas mm -hmm. and therefore it can't be correct like mm -hmm. there are just certain names that like when i think of them i'm like that's not right because that's something else mm-hmm Nope. There you go. I just gotta just gotta let it go. Also, because uh, I think Peter Gillis created Rintra. Yeah. And I always want to make it his run, and I'm like, mm. that's not his run. No. That's not the one I'm thinking of. It's, it's not the Roy Thomas run. Yeah, there I you like go. That one because it's like, it's in like a weird, interesting place before yeah. like he gets like super edgy, where it's like still classic Doctor Strange, but like we're entering the late '80s, mm. early '90s in comics, like. So like he'll he, lose an eye, he'll change his costume. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and there's like the ridiculousness of that time period. But like Doctor Strange, until we get to the Demetrius part, like pretty much stays like ridiculous in his own way, like in that Doctor Strange way. Like when you think of Doctor Strange being over the top and like you know crazy random like things happening to him, that's what I think. Of. And also, it's told with a little more modern storytelling technique than like say some of the original Ditko stuff right you know yeah I mean? oh yeah yeah where like that stuff's fun and it's awesome but it's told in a very specific style of storytelling and if that's not your thing it might turn you off you know like it's just jam-packed with like we gotta think like word balloons and like thought bubbles and all this stuff and if that's not your thing 
that's okay. Yeah. So like I would recommend that. I think that's a, a pretty good place and it's it's kind of silly and it's fun and you're going to get a lot of crossover. Well, not a lot, but you're going to get some crossover. Literally, I just was pulled out one with more recent. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Uh, Nick Del Trufo says, hey, guys, not much to say. Just hoping you're having a good day. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Nick. Thank you. I'm having like a scattered all over the place kind of day. Mm, that's how I feel. That's fair. I think it's like whenever I have the day off, it's like I can't quite get myself together. I'm out of the rhythm. Okay. Well, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Rafael Martinez. Hey, Tiffany, thank you for your recommending uh, Supergirl. I loved it, but my wallet doesn't like you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Well, at least it's only in paperback. So, like, you don't yeah, have to pay hardcover prices. Yeah, you'll never get a hardcover. Yeah, which is uh, something to think about. The French the, the derpiest of derps says, hey, hope you are uh, doing well, Comic Pop. Started reading the IDW Turtles run after watching your Back Issues episode. And I'm loving it. Can't wait for Back Issues on this. Uh, I can't wait for Back Issues this week. More Justice League. That's true. If you... Uh, are a patron, you'd know what episode it is. And in fact, you might have even seen the episode already. So patreon.com slash comic pop is your friend. But yes, uh, yeah, tur- IDW Turtles, great series. And, uh, you know, very few, if any, blemishes whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, what else have we read that we want to talk about? Um, hmm. That we want to talk about? Let's talk about Strange anyway, since we're here. So right? We're talking about Doctor Strange. Yeah, we were just talking about Strange. We were just talking about Strange. Um, So Strange came out this week. It's written by Jed McKay with art by uh, Lee garbit yep um what a nice cover yeah i like this cover it's kind of fun it like you know gives you like an old like noir like old style movie poster kind of yes, vibe it's a, it's a poster it. that is a like yeah they call it the big spell and everything like it, that's very yeah cleo's Catherine hepburn yeah i guess I, I don't know um this is not um a clear strange issue this is a wong issue which okay. i really kind of appreciated and like um yeah, I I miss this sort of friendship, and that's between like Wong and Strange. Yeah, you know, like they, it's been really weird. It's been weird. It was up and down. Like Aaron's run, there was like some like, oh, there was like tension, some turmoil there. Um, friction. Yes, friction. That's a great word. Um, Thank you. But they haven't had a whole lot of like page time together. No, as of late, there isn't a whole lot of it here either. either <laughs> obviously, um, but it's just nice to see Wong being Wong because like. You know, in the movies, Wong's a very different character. Just a completely different Just character. Just a different character. And you know what? That's fine. Like, MCU Wong is fun in his own way. Who doesn't love Wongers? <laughs> Benedict Wong does a great job with he the does. character yeah. as well. Um, but this Wong, I, uh, like, I miss him. And, like, yeah. you know, a, a, a force of not only, like, physical, like, ability, but also, like, he has his own magical knowledge, even if he's not, like, necessarily like a, a wizard or yeah, a sorcerer yeah, yeah. yeah but like he's a member of the community he's a respected member of the community um and you know he's got some memories missing and he wants to figure out where they went mm. and so like we kind of go around the block a couple times with with wong here trying cool. to reclaim them reclaim them go to the bar with no doors oh okay with no door uh doors well there's there, there if there's no door then there aren't any doors <laughs> that's true if there's not one door then there's not many doors either exactly um we we run into uh jenny flickering jenny who has as the barkeep there she has to work there because she can't work in regular society she was cursed by a witch i believe um and she, her her appearance constantly shifts and, and cycles okay so it's kind of hard to get a job in the yeah average world i mean i feel like some places might dig that yeah i don't know i think so you have no control over it though no so, you know what, what what's up whatever um anyway we run into black widow in this oh is she the progenitor no wong (laughs) wong calls her in okay cool uh you know he's like i like basically that like 
he has he has, he's got many connections. Wong has lots of connections based on like Steve and he's work together in Safe in the World, mm-hmm. right? Um, so so she shows up, and uh, it's really funny because initially like they have a text conversation where like Black Widow's like, "Come alone," and he's like, "Okay, wait, I have a dog." <laughs> she's like, "That's fine." She's like, "What? What?" Well, because he's dog. He says that, and she's like, "No, that does not help me. No, that's that. No, <laughs> I'm bringing him anyway. He's cute. You'll like him." Yeah, well, she gives him a hard time about it where she's just like, good thing I'm a dog person. Yeah. Um, but um basically that they're talking about the um the gang that has been the magical gang that's been attacking, so she wants to learn more about it. She mm-hmm. gives him a coin that's made out of um, I believe it's it's the Mysterium coin. Oh, I okay. I think that's what it is. I think because that, that does come into play. Well, it seems like it would come out of nowhere if you just made up the Mysterium coin. So I feel like it's got to be that, right? Well, no, Mysterium is the the uh, metal that the mutants created. Oh, that's fun. Um, but so she sends basically she like we're doing like a hey I'm going to talk to this person and they're going to send me on to the next thing and I'm going to talk to them and so on and so forth, uh-huh. right? Um, so he runs into. Uh, I think he runs into the part of the cartel. No, he runs into the Lost Boys, who are uh, <laughs> basically just some hoods. Who are they? Vampires? No, no, no. They're just hopped up on pixie dust. Oh, okay. Um, so Wong gets to to fight them, which I appreciate because it's like, hey, remember Wong, Wong doesn't do magic. He's a fighter. Right. Like he's he knows well, he, like martial arts. He trained Doctor he, Strange. He's a master of the martial arts. That's right. Um, which I appreciate. But I'm like, hey, we we get to see him to do that. And he gets to blow off some steam. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, we also get like a little like insight into like his like upbringing that oh. like you know he's the son of his father wong all the men have been named wong naturally his family so he carries the name wong mm-hmm. and that like his dad was very much like you're nothing and the sorcerer supreme is everything right and the sooner you understand that the better it's going to be like if you are still alive and your sorcerer supreme is dead you have failed gotcha yeah so he's like hmm I'm a failure. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. It's like, I suck. So he goes to the X-Men to the treehouse, and he talks to Jean Grey and he's like, Hey, listen, um, can you help me? But isn't he back? Who? Doc. Kind of not really. I mean, didn't they reveal that he was like the thing? Yeah. And isn't he back then? No. Okay. He still works for, for death. Oh, all right. Um, but Wong's more concerned because he has missing memories. Oh yeah. And he doesn't know why. Right. And Clea can't, figure it out and well she can't she's not a telepath whatever get right. uh, get gene to do it yeah so that's what he does and okay essentially gene's like well you you definitely like we owe you something and he's like no 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 we'll just do it anyway she's going to yeah no she does it and like she, she goes in and we, we get to see like a, like fun, a flashback a flashback page of like just key moments from his life right mm-hmm. like you know like his dad telling him like you know you're, you're worthless yeah. yeah and like he and like the source of rooms everything and then it's literally contrasted with steve like putting his hand out and being like master no we're friends like we're that's you know we're Aww. not gonna do that and i like the, i mean uh, long does it anyway well, but, of course um but yeah it's it's really nice um just you know moments of him training um steve like saying something redacted is whatever the item is and then like gene's like something is wrong and like the more i push the more it's hurting you mm. and he's like no it's cool just do it so, right so she does and then like we see him steve die. die yeah and we we find out what the thing is that Steve thought was so interesting, um, and I believe it's the I think it's the Mysterium thing, okay, right? But um, they figure out like what was said, oh great, essentially, right? Like what the thing was that like like is mentioned in his memories because they break through it, mm-hmm. and so it goes back to the bar, uh, tosses the coin to Jenny. Mm. Jenny's uh, magic no longer works then because actually it's not Jenny. 
Um, it is uh, Pandora Peters, director of Wand. Okay. And what does Wand stand for? Wizardry, Alchemy, Necromancy Department. It's like Shadows right. Magic Division. I like that. I like it's that. Like, I think fun. it's like created. It was created in like 2016 or 2013. Okay, cool. Ish. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I think it's 2013. Dig it. Uh, so that the the blasphemy cartel is just what's left of wand oh. they got like disbanded and now they're now they're doing this now they're doing this and like she's like they're out to get me too and like that's i'm like okay we're chasing that now oh we're doing this now all I right i feel like i feel like mckay realized that like once they like revealed that what what the Doctor harvestman was, was yeah. we are going to go back to that and then okay. that he didn't have anything much beyond <laughs> that and so i feel like it's like i should probably create like take another thread and maybe start putting that into this weaving that into this story yeah um it's fine it's a fine issue for me i just enjoyed wong getting a chance to do like a like noir detective thing and like doing what he does best like kicking ass and like being smart yeah because like wong is a smart guy yeah anyway it'd be cool if uh mckay is doing it like he deliberately made a wong issue because like i can imagine there's like a lot of pressure from upstairs to like synergize the comics uh you know because they did it even before they were one studio and i can imagine them being like make it more fun like the like the movie version you know make him source supreme for god's sake you know what are you doing like make it all like that you know make him gain a bunch of weight and make him like more sassy you know give him hair and stuff uh and i can imagine mckay being like i know that's coming you know like i'm in charge of dr strange right now and i could feel that like that pressure so i'm gonna do a wong issue Mm -hmm. that highlights exactly what wong really is all about yeah to like get more because if you just all it takes is one issue just one issue to completely change and radically upset an entire character's history and future Mm -hmm. just one issue of like some rando being like i think i want to write comics and i want to make sure people remember me ruin and i can imagine like it just takes one so for mckay's like i need people to be aware of wong Sure. And to be and like, like yeah, to be keyed into who, who Wong be, really is. Who might be showing up to watch this for the first time ever. Yeah. yeah. And or just like, like to, to, to read this. To read this, yeah. And it's like, this is Wong. So like, if you see like them start to like push movie and stuff into this, you can push back. Mm-hmm. Because at least, you know, if you if you start seeing them like add crap to Wong that's from the show and movies, it's like people, people might just go, yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? You know? Well, and I think that McKay would also be like, that's just to do it just like that, like just because you want to synergize, like is creatively bankrupt. Well, yeah, but that doesn't stop. Him. I know, but like some of the writers push back on that. That's true. Like, some of them do. I don't want, especially we're dealing with a character that isn't super high profile. Exactly. Like do- honestly, Doctor Strange is not a high profile character. Not in the comics. Not at all. Not at all. Like in the he comics. might, they, Marvel Studios might want him to be the next Iron Man. For, you know despite not wanting to do anything interesting with the character but uh i i can't imagine that wong <laughs> or i can't imagine the comics you know i mean look at the strange book like look at where it is in the sales and like you know yeah knows? i mean it's only issue six and he's not even in the damn thing well it's not called dr strange it's called uh, strange you know, Clea it, it, is technically a strange exactly uh girk pectus says did you know endgame was a joker story when you first read it i remember the marketing being vague it's rare for a story to surprise me these days with spoilers, but it did. Plans for original uh, Inferno on back issues. Uh, yeah, we thought about doing that back when Inferno was going to be a thing. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun if Tiffany did Inferno. Um, you can talk about demons and crap. Uh, I do like demons and crap. And I think that, that, that probably makes sense for you to do Inferno at some <laughs> point. Okay. Uh, so that'd be a lot of fun. And then you can do the other Inferno, you know, the one that disappointed everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I did not know off. I didn't know that Endgame. 
I remember Scott talking about it, and I so I feel like I remember it being a Joker story. I think I remember him like teasing it, but uh, yeah, I can't. I couldn't say one way or the other. Um, I read uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number seven from Mark Wade, and Dan Mora's back! Yay! Yay! Um, Where'd you go, Dan? He went to do something else. Probably to do finish up Once in Future, and it's still going, and That's he's fun. still drawing it. Good. Uh, but yeah, uh, World's Finest is the is one of the best dc books you're not reading uh in which it's just like a flashback series that shows you like the adventures of superman and batman against the greater dc universe as mark wade remembers it um through the lens of modern sensibilities you know Mm. so like there's a couple of modernisms that are overlaying the world you know characters are using cell phones and they're using the internet and robin has pants and you know the the r on dick robin has pants is a key he has long pants it's just like you know it's Hey, exactly. Things uh, are different. You know, his R is more like jagged, like the modern Robin symbol would be, mm-hmm. which for me is like, then, then where, then why is it sharp when they evolve it? You know, whatever. But uh, it's good, and I, I think it's just Mora just being like, just having fun with it because right. the bat symbol is the '89 Batman symbol as opposed to like the classic Batman symbol, and they okay. keep pushing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more, and I remember Mora saying like, I like that. Okay. So like every time Mora does a flashback that's the bat symbol that batman has um but yeah it's uh this one in particular is you know we kind of wrapped up that whole like doom patrol team up story where there's like a you know an ancient demon or something and they blah 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 Mm -hmm. i don't remember how that ended honestly i really don't i don't (laughs) remember how that wrapped up it was that unremarkable it was a fun issue it was a fun story but again it was like and then you know and then it just it just stopped Mm -hmm. um this is fun uh in another reality uh the a family in gotham uh, their earth is being destroyed so they fire their kid into with a rock like into a rocket off of uh their their doomed planet okay the the superman origin but he came from gotham and uh the kid arrives here and he's like supergirl so he's like an adult you know or like a, a teenager and um he arrives here and batman and superman intercept him and uh they find out that like on this parallel earth like his parents still exist so he immediately goes to try and like meet up with them and uh turns out that his counterpart died at age three and so they're like you can't you can never like bother them again because like all you're doing is hurting them and i'm like why don't you move in with them and be their son like yeah but they're like no <laughs> you can never be with them because it'll just hurt them and it it, it does like they, they're they really upset uh so superman's like so do you want to take him bruce and he's like i can't train superpowered people but your parents can. Oh, so they're going to take him. Uh, there's a cute moment. It's a really like, you can tell the dude who wrote birthright wrote this. You can tell that the dude who wrote, who who worked with Grant Morrison on all-star Superman. Right. Wrote this. Like they did the, they did the whole doom planet, like summary, but like from their perspective of this new character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, th- there's a moment where this character, like he can't, control his powers and it's different you know he's not kryptonian Mm -hmm. uh and so superman like quickly moves everyone out of the way and then just like stands in the wake of his powers and is like this is gonna take time and effort and work and you're gonna do okay and you can't hurt me so like let's you know let's work this out together and it's a really good issue really fun stuff uh i'd recommend this series of read batman superman world's finest one through seven and you will be rewarded uh, especially awesome. the last issue was a lot of fun but it's a great book just yeah. a good just a good series and i know no one's reading it so like you can definitely pick it up like on the shelf at your mm-hmm. comic book store 
there are going to be back issues of it like elsewhere that you can just go grab mm-hmm. uh because no one's running out to pick up the series um despite like that every arc they invent a new character mm-hmm. like there's a new character in every arc they did this thing where thanks to the green lantern batman and superman emerged batman superman and green lantern emerged into like a composite character okay you know just like oh right right new character <laughs> you know new action figure for mcfarlane to make and he will and he will you know he will i assume he will although it's hard to find i'm still waiting for that speeding bullets figure where the hell is it and i saw a nightwing uh nightfall figure you did but it was like grossly overpriced it was no it was very overpriced like if i can get that at like to- at, at, at target then it shouldn't be for dollars i used to be i should have been able to but uh anyway it's a good book i recommend it uh what else you got tiffany me you i read a couple of things i know that's uh, why i'm like let's go i know <laughs> oh here we go um let's talk about uh, um exterminators exterminators the book that uh benny said was like a quentin tarantino movie no sorry benny you, everyone you can tell them that tiffany said that benny's wrong because <laughs> i know what he's thinking yes i know what this yeah well, the way you described it to me i'm like ah oh, yes yes it wants to be that yeah it's written by leah williams with art by carlos gomez and i know he's thinking about stuntman mike right death proof yeah yeah like he's thinking of death proof that this ain't death proof this is almost more um planet terror Mm, well and it's ridiculous they were both come out to, they both came out together yeah so. but tarantino didn't really make that one yeah he didn't make planet terror no rodriguez made planet terror yeah y- yeah yeah like no because like i tarant- really like this cover i love this cover <laughs> i actually like the first like two pages there i mm-hmm. don't like this book but like the cover is great the first two pages solid opener right mm-hmm um but like for me a hallmark of a tarantino movie is like incredible dialogue yes there's not incredible dialogue not there's not tarantino level dialogue in there nothing against leah williams like she's telling a grindhouse story exactly so the dialogue shouldn't necessarily be like top tier exactly um that that's what this is this is a grindhouse story that in like for me like it goes hard and it does a lot of things almost too soon for me mm-hmm. for the pacing of this, but I don't know how many issues this is getting. So, well, it's presumptuously giving you three slots, so at least a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course, because I think it'll barely scratch five. But, and by the way, that's not to disparage Lee Williams or anything. I just think that books from Marvel that feature females on the front of the cover typically don't get. Well, I don't, big, I don't think that they would ever like. I don't think th- as being a grindhouse style. It's like how story, are you going to get like fifty this, issues of that? Like, I, I don't think so. I thought for some reason that this was a limited series, but I'm guessing it's not. I bet it is. I, I mean, it, maybe in my head well, I well, thought it, it was. One. Anyway, um, you know, the art's fun. The the again, everybody saw these pages online. This opener they of like did, Dazzler, yeah. it's it's spectacular. I really, really do love that opener. Um, but the the premise here is like Dazzler is breaking up with her boyfriend. And she, oh, and so she wants a night out with the girls. All right, cool. Yeah, so she gets a hold of Jubilee, and Jubilee's there with Boom Boom because they all hang out. And this is very Grindhouse. That's to me. interesting. Boom, Boom Boom and Jubilee hanging out because those two should be in direct opposition to each other because Boom Boom is like the pre-Jubilee. She's Juba pre. Like she's 
She was created. Jubilee? Yeah, pre-Belie. <laughs> like she was before Jubilee. And then they went like, oh, wait, I've got it. It's Jubilee. And then they went like, get the fuck out of here. Boom, boom. You're going to be on that Rob Liefeld book. <laughs> well, okay. So what I would say is that like, as the book points out, we have our three characters whose powers revolve around light yeah. and like explosion kind yeah, of stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is kind of fun, right? And a Wolverine for good measure. And she's on the cover. She should not have been on the cover. That's such a. That's like it's a misdirect. It's no. They just shouldn't have put her on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the grindhousiness for me is the fact that like Jubilee and Boom Boom are like hanging out in like you know underwear and like tiny shorts, and, like, okay, doing nails and like drinking and stuff like that. And like they're gonna take out Dazzler and make her feel better. Okay. Um, but that like the place they're going to go is this like dive bar that's near Dazzler's house. And like, boom, boom dresses up thinking they're going to like a high end place in like LA. Oh, um, okay. And she's not, and they're not, by the way, this is, this book is rated M or like Ooh, whatever. Really? I think so. It's parental advisory. Okay, it's, cool. It's, and I don't mean that to be like exploitative, but like, well, it's for a mature audience only. I saw that, but like, do you think that was on, it, do you think that's a, that's, do you think that's, that's a, a joke? joke? But then there's also a parental advisory. Like an actual on one, like on like, the there's cover. There's an actual parental yeah. advisory on the on the cover. And that's because there's a lot of cursing in this. Really? Is it real cursing or um, is it just blurred? There's a little bit of everything. Like they, they, like they, 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 all right. So somebody goes like crazy, like, and like clearly the word is bitch. Yeah. Right? But maybe it's not because later on, Boom Boom says, you dumb bitches. What? And just says it. Well, there, I know that on TV, there's different varying degrees of the word bitch. Like you can't, <laughs> you know, like, like, and, and, and the F word in particular, you know, like you can't use it as a verb, you know, but you can use it as like an adjective. Right. You but know, like, but like they were both using it the same way. Well, that's so like, it's like questionable when it's like, maybe it's like they can only have so many. I don't yeah. know. But, <laughs> but anyway, be. like, this is like a dive bar. There's literally nobody there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get like free drinks and like it, they seem gritty and weird, but nobody cares. And they all go and dance like to Dazzler's playlist, which she's allowed to control the jukebox essentially. And then, mm-hmm. oh, the drinks were drugged. Oh, um, no. And like, who's there to collect them? It's a bunch of vampires. Okay. Because we're, don't forget, we're doing a grindhouse story here. Sure. Yeah. We're, you we're... have to keep that in mind as you're reading this type of book. I guess. Because. Yeah. But like Grindhouse, like again, that's why I'm thinking Planet Terror. We got like crazy zombie things. You know what I mean? Like, yes. That's... Yeah. Like it has to be because it goes from it's like it goes from death proof to Planet Terror because it's like it could be creepy and scary where it's like we dust off an old villain that kidnaps these women. Yeah. But like then you're into really problematic territory, you know, could get really kind of hairy. Yeah, fast. No. But if we make it vampires, no, it's just a grant. It's just a gang of vampires, and like you know, Jubilee's like, eh, I know how to handle these. So they, they all start fighting. But listen, there is they are, um, they they're you know drugged, so they all also they're not as yeah, effective. Yeah, as yeah. so they all wake vampires. up in their own little like perilous situations. Okay, all right. Um, <sighs> what? Just if Arcade had taken them. Oh sure, yeah, that would have been very. <laughs> he's, a, he's a creep anyway. That would be fine. <laughs> um, Boom Boom's like on a raft in this like really creepy like swamp water looking thing, and there's okay. like the vampire demon. I don't know what they are. But there's sure. something in the water with her, right? And like okay. every time she moves or makes noise, they they show up, right? Yeah. Uh, Jubilee. Now, this is the only one that I'm like, how did that, how did this work? Jubilee wakes up in a monster truck. With her hands handcuffed to the wheel and her foot, like, like glued or something to, to the gas to pedal. the gas pedal, and it's down. Yeah, and there's no brake. But I'm like, how did you know when she'd wake up? 
<laughs> right. Again, Otherwise, she just drove into a ravine. It's right can't think about that. Right. Can't can't think about That's that. Plot armor. I'm protected from that. Plot armor. And there's a bunch of other monster trucks chasing her, and they're shooting at her. <laughs> okay. And she's in like this like crazy sort of like it's clearly like they're in like like some weird holodeck. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a holodeck where yeah. like there's she's in like this like concrete style room but there's big holes in the middle but she could fall through easily but they don't they float over it oh, okay, right okay. and uh dazzler's in like a labyrinth and when she uses her power she attracts like all these other these monsters okay eventually right? mm-hmm. she finds this cute little thing that's clearly there to like distract like, her, distract or, her or what have you yeah the girls inevitably like boom boom gets away first and finds jubilee and then like helps jubilee and then they go and find dazzler and like it's it's a lot of over the top action. It's yeah. a lot of over the top action that happened really fast. And right. I, and like Grindhouse, yes, that does happen. But like we, just, I feel like in Grindhouse, there's a little more build. Yeah. Um. So it, it feels like we hit the ground running here. Um. That's why in my head, this is definitely a mini series, right? Right. Um. But they're like in essentially they're there. Like there is like I think there is a crowd who's watching them. They're mm-hmm. in like some sort of dome, and like they they like they're there for entertainment purposes. Um, is it mojo oh you could have made a mojo he's a creep I, well we don't know who's really behind we know there's vampires involved sounds like mojo um but like they're like hey you guys passed your test so that means like now you get to like you know fight the soul splitter okay it's wolverine oh which is why i'm like oh why did you put wolverine on the cover right because it's like you're waiting for wolverine so you know who it is the reveal's ruined it's fun cover though it's a fun cover straight up fun cover i just I mean, I don't know if you didn't think it was going to sell, so you need to put Wolverine on the cover. Um, maybe. Um, but yeah, it. you have to go into this thinking grindhouse, which means you can't think like, you know, not that it's bad storytelling, but you can't no. think like you're going to get like Neil Gaiman writing in this. Mm. Neil Gaiman's not telling a grindhouse story. No. Although no. if he was, I would read it. Yeah. I would like to like poke my head into a universe where mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman wrote a grindhouse Yeah. Story. It's interesting you mentioned the um the the action and how it's like it just it just ramps up because you have a comparison of a Marvel book. Yes. It's coming out that understands like, yes, but like, it's but, not, but, they're too, it's, but it's apples and oranges. They're completely different. Yeah. It's a different genres. genre for sure. But again, I disagree a hundred percent that this is a Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. It's more all. of a Rodriguez movie. Definitely. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh from dusk till dawn. Yes. But even from dusk till dawn has like vampires in it. Well, yes. Vampires in it for sure. But like the, the, I would say, well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe there is like a pretty big explosion of like a- action, right? Well, it opens with action. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah, okay, that's true. all mm-hmm. right. And Tarantino's in that. <laughs> yes, he is in that. Yeah, where he gets his up close and personal with some feet. Oh God, fear and loathing in general <laughs> says tossing you some scratch. Don't know what to talk about. Have you ever seen Mantis? It's a '90s made-for-TV movie. By Sam Raimi and Sam Hamm about an African paraplegic scientist who fights crime. Free on YouTube. I've seen the show. In which he drives a prowler. So I assume that was all the same thing you guys were talking about. So know. it is, oh, yeah. Okay. No, I think it's a, a the the TV movie might have been like the pilot, but I've I have watched Mantis. Yes, mm-hmm. I've seen the mask in person. It's it was on display at some con. And I was like, that's the mask from Mantis. Cool. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and hey, a prowler. Well, Ben, we know how Ben feels. That sucks. Yeah. No, it's fine. I, I never, I, I know that the, they really wanted me to watch it. And when I say they, I mean the people who made it because I saw it on all in, in every comic book. They were like, yeah, 
Just like they made uh, you watch uh, Witchblade when it came out on TV or TNT or TBS. I had one friend who did that. And it was like one of the last episodes. And it was they were like, trust me, you're going to enjoy this. Trust me. I did. You didn't. <laughs> uh, Steampunk. Ho- Yo, hope you guys are having a good day. Will you ever do backers on Jubilee's time as a vampire? I've been having fun with those stories. No. Uh, we did a whole issue or a whole story arc about Jubilee on back issues back when like in the Wild West, when any episode could do really well. Uh, written by Robert Kirkman. Never going to do that again. Don't don't uh, don't bet on Jubilee. <laughs> RK, Ken and Kong, Connor Kent and Steele are appearing in a backup targeted to appeal to me and the half dozen other people who read New Superman. Nice. Good for you, man. I hope it works out. I like those super characters. So, you know. I hope it I hope it happens. Yeah. Uh I read um Vanish number one from Donnie Kate and Ryan Stegman. I haven't yeah. heard those names in a little while. Uh no. That's because they went over on Substack making this. Okay. And here it is, and it's out, and you can pick it up. Uh you could tell that like there's a lot of uh like a lot of love put into this. Like mm-hmm. Stegman is firing on all cylinders. If you want to read a book that looks like Todd McFarlane drew the max then you should pick this up uh and no it really is like it, it, stegman is firing on all cylinders uh also stegman also is is uh you know channeling some mcfarlane like this feels like an early image book and I, I, it is an, in a good way yeah yes and entirely by design like it is it is exciting and fun and good looking and uh and and kate's i think is also channeling that era as well in terms of it being like pretty straightforward and like you know it's not you know i I don't even think it's subversive i think Mm. it is like trying to be like you could you could grab this in a dollar bin and be like whoa Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how come no one's ever talking about what happened to vanish you know uh if you're looking for a a pitch it's harry potter uh it's just harry potter it's 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 uh it's it's harry potter um (laughs) if you uh if you if you read Harry Potter or you saw the movies, it's 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 that. Uh, what if Harry Potter killed Voldemort, but all the bad guys like left? And Harry Potter was like, no, but like my parents were killed by those Death Eaters. And so I'm going to go kill them. And I'm going to dedicate my whole life to hunting down and killing those Death Eaters. And then like down the line, you know, it's probably from like, you know, 18 to 32. He lost his way, didn't find any, got addicted to drugs and alcohol, married Hermione and just well, just just him. gave up on it and then uh one day realizes that those death eaters infiltrated man's world the the, the non-magic world of us uh-huh. and uh and started impersonating superheroes they were like well we can't hide in the magic world we'll hide in the like muggle world and instead of like being wizards or magicians we'll pretend like those magic powers of ours are superpowers and we'll form like a justice league so we'll have like the citizenry like protecting us by like public opinion okay and so harry here is like i'm gonna then i will be like their super villain because they are bad bad guys and they destroyed my world and killed my parents and you know killed dumbledore and blew up my castle and stuff so i'm gonna i'm gonna dress like a spawn character and kill them that's the pitch like that's what what i'll be honest with you i did not see that coming (laughs) Like for all the vanished stuff I saw, you know, when I, uh, when we were talking about, you know, the Substack book and when Stegman has been kind enough to come on the show and pitch it, like Uh at no point was he like, it's Harry Potter. If, uh, if he was killing the, the justice Lords. And I was like, and uh, cause I would have been like, what? 
Uh, but that's what this is. And uh, all that, right. It, and listen, it's drawn by Stegman, and it will always be drawn by Steg. You know, because this is a this is a collaborative, a true collaborative effort. Like right. It may be scripted by Kate's, but you could tell the story, the characters, somebody even even the dialogue is Kate's and Stegman working in tandem. Okay. So if okay. you dig the, if you like that idea, like you should give this a try. You loved Spawn, you should give this a try. You like the Savage Dragon or young blood you should read this because it's uh it, it very much harkens back to that but in it with you know with using modern uh touchstones t- okay. cultural touchstones uh so yeah i mean it, it's it has it is made to be dope <laughs> af and if you always thought to yourself man, man i wish i could get into magic comics but i don't like them Sounds like this is probably the way in. oh there, i don't want to ruin there's a sequence in in which like yeah, they were like, man, this duel at the end of the Deathly Hollows between Harry and Voldemort would have been so much cooler if he just did this. Oh. I don't want to give it away. Well, Because it is think- a great moment. I am just thinking just in general, like, you know, people are like are often like, oh, I wish I could get in that character. I just I just don't care about magic. Right, right. Maybe this will help normalize your magic. But also, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it is definitely like magic by way of superheroes, but mm-hmm. not like magic superheroes like dr fate and dr strange right because right, right. i still i i still firmly believe that dc has not cracked dr fate yet hmm. like they everybody thinks dr fate looks rad but no one gives a shit about that I, I, there are definitely some hardcore right dr. there are fate hardcore dr fans but like the, the the amount of people who dig dr strange thanks to cumberbatch the oath and like prevalent writers tackling that character doesn't even compare to the amount of layman people who yeah, are like true. "Ooh, dr fate that's fair that's that being fair. said i think the movie's gonna be a big change for that the black adam movie oh sure. i mean pierce brosnan as dr fate depends on how much he has to do well i mean it's, it's a black movie. adam movie it's so, not his movie so know, all like, he has to do is be a badass and I that's all people that's, that's all people care about but like, like i saw an interesting at the end of the day, it, it's not it's that movie is not here to sell dr fate i mean i think it is i think it's selling a lot of things it's oh, selling wow. the jsa it's, it's selling black adam it's selling the DC universe to people. Hmm. I saw an interesting uh, TikTok uh, yesterday, which they were talking about how awesome and badass it is that uh, in, in the Snyder cut, Superman got a black costume. Cause you know, the black costume can absorb more solar radiation. So he can be even more powerful and badass. And I was like, well, if there's one thing that Superman is known for. And it's like one of his most defining attributes. It is what a fucking badass Superman is. So yeah. thank God that's there. That was a, that was an early Kentian lesson yeah. oh yeah john kent when they were like tilling the fields you know he's like wiping the sweat from his brow he's like son always remember no matter where you are in life look like a fucking badass be totally baller how just else, be cool how else do you think you get someone like your mo- like your mother yeah exactly you think that i you think you think that i just married your mother the way that she looks now no she was she was pimped out she was so hot back in the day and if you think that was the only woman that i slept with you're dreaming so it's all about just scoring and looking cool. I don't think I want to meet this podcast. <laughs> no, he's the kind of podcast that would like jump into a tornado. So anyway, let's talk more about comics. Uh, yeah, I got a couple more. Yeah, you do. Um, but before we do, let me ask. You the, just told me to talk. We'll about get comics. it ready because right, it'll take you another twenty minutes. So, so I am going to read the super chat now. Storm okay. King says, "Have you ever seen? <laughs> have you seen the new Quantum Leap? It was interesting to say the least, but I will give it a few more episodes to catch its footing. Be well, stay safe." Uh, no, I love the original Quantum Leap. I'm not going to watch this. I don't have time to watch a lot of TV shows. I don't care about new Quantum Leap since Al's dead and Sam, like, it's not going to be about him. Uh, I also heard from a friend of mine in TV that, like, the show blows. 
but listen if you like it like, yeah no but she was like i hate the show it's horrible and like the buzz is bad like it's gonna get canceled well we'll see like, so so enjoy it while you can then yeah if you do like it right um i read legion of x number five this week hey by side spurrier with art by jan basil dua basil dua you you uh you had an interesting uh <laughs> thing to say about not basil dua just, no. just the, the, this book in general no about this book um this book sometimes feels like the idea of like working out okay like exercise like exercise at least for me where like anytime i think about having to do exercise which is not often enough <laughs> at all and someone please help me to make that happen mm -hmm. um but um i think to myself oh my gosh i don't want to do this i don't want to participate in it i don't really care it's fine whatever and then by the time i'm done i'm like i'm really glad i did that and that was like a great idea mm -hmm. and that's sometimes how i feel about this book because i love size Spurrier. i think simon Spurrier is a great writer i loved his uh, hellblazer run like i just like his writing right yeah. and for some reason when it comes to read legion of x like i'm just like okay I'm gonna do it. Oh, like, oh yeah, Legion. I gotta and then go pick it up. literally, like, I'm reading, and I'm like, this just. I'm so glad I read this. Yeah. And every every single time, I don't understand why that gets in my head. Yeah. But but like literally, like page one of this is an excerpt from Professor X's journal, um, and like, it's just such a brilliant thing. And I know a lot of people are kind of like they. Some people like these pages in the books. Some people don't like these pages in the books. They're here to stay. I, I wax and wane on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some well, because sometimes the writers are like really to... lean into them and enjoy them, and others are like, I have to do it because or, it's part of the like. No, I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue when they use them lazily. Right. Um, but this one's very much like this. It's, it's like called like regarding DH, which obviously you're talking about Legion in yeah. this, right? And like it's just Professor X talking about like a man like and his and a gun. Yeah. And like carrying it to war, having created, having like crafted this gun built this gun like yeah. how much it means to him right but like at the end of the day like you know the gun misfires it like burns him you know he's come close to losing his life like his comrades are like keeping a distance at this point right <laughs> and it's that like you know right like realizing that like you can't carry this gun into battle anymore even if like it means everything to you yes and i'm like oh did you just like you just I, call legion a gun yeah like and it's just it's just a brilliant bit of writing yeah about like just putting charles xavier like getting his knowing his mentality like, yeah on his son but like it's also like it's damning and also loving you have to read it for yourself i i'm not gonna do it justice um this <laughs> wraps up the like uh aura certa uh you know the big eyeball yes and like the god uh mm -hmm. i think his name's tumult that makes sense yeah and the mischief god <laughs> um who basically um was called forth by sarah or certa um to like there's a reveal where it's like oh they eyeball lady wanted to take charge of everything yes and like the only way that they could do that was to to put themselves in a place of power by like creating this tumult essentially well the, by using tumult to create tumult yeah <laughs> um but then that ended up not working out skin jack of course ended up being a follower and like using tumult to like gain more power right mm -hmm. so like this poor god right <laughs> just, this poor god this poor god having a rough time of things right we wrap all of this whole thing up in this issue uh it's really well executed it's very well handled um we we get to see um legion or david like unleash all of his like like broken personalities that he keeps like away yes and a lot of them get burned away by the eyeball so oh wow interesting. like i don't that's know what, so we're changing his status quo i don't like, know i, I don't know so. how much of this is going to actually go forth right yeah. um storm gets to show up for like a hot second Mm -hmm. and like do a, a badass thing yeah yeah she gets to be on the cover 
Um, but like, you know, the good guys win at the end of the day and, you know, they have to, that, um, Zen weaponless Zen yes. chick that like banged the hell out of, um, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler like all the time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she leaves him a note as she leaves him mm. because, um, she's like, you know, it's really cool because you taught us that we can adapt and then move on and grow stronger right. because of it, because of change, instead of just doing the same thing over and over again. But like sometimes we have to do things like publicly the same way for now and then yeah. move on. Right. So like the God has to go to trial mm. and like be fought by a And then when, when they lose, then like the eyeball will like, like set its gaze upon them and like destroy them and blink them out of existence. And, like okay. that sucks. Right. Yeah. 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 So here's where Cy Spurrier does something where I'm like, you know what? they they end up using like skin jacks like powers and spells like because the tumult had spells that he'd given like magic okay and so like tumult is able to like rewrite the spell and so instead of skin jack going from person to person like he ends up forcing him into the bottom of the body of the god okay and, like tumult ends up in skin jacks mm-hmm. skin jacker skin jack <laughs> um body yeah and then they get they they kill the god oh so like they just let that they just wrap that up. It's but, like that's done. But the god is now in in his body. In his body, right? Huh. They, they were just like, "This is fine." And like a bunch of the other mutants do, they're like, "This is fine." Well, what about Skinjacker? He's gone. Well, couldn't he just be resurrected? Um. Well, his body's still here. Oh no! <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So they, they just fed him to Arako, essentially. Okay. And uh, like they set up, of course, that um mother righteous is still here she's going to be a problem in the future and um this is all obviously taking place before what happened on Arako. and yes. you know how like david went at uranus and yeah. then uranus came back yeah and we never got to see what happened and it's like al ewing what happened well that's not al ewing's story to tell and that's what's coming next it's Sai's story that's it's cool Sai is going to tell us what happened i think with david so i'm really looking forward to that yeah that's gonna be uh, great this story i think just had to kind of catch up to what's going on sure. so i'm like i'm excited yeah like i i think that's gonna be a great fight even if we kind of know the outcome of mm-hmm. it like a writer like Cy Spurrier, it's, it's about the journey. So yeah. I like the series. I know it's like Cy Spurrier's writing is not for everyone. And like I said, like even I sometimes I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to I got to do this. And then I, I'm telling you, I get into it and I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's so good. And so like, maybe not the best for the books sales necessarily, but this might be one of those like trade books for a lot of people where mm. it's like, all right, I'm going to finally check this out. And if you check it out in trade and you, you're just going with it, you right. know what I mean? Like, I think it'll catch you. Yeah. You know, if you like Nightcrawler, because Nightcrawler is really the main focus of this book. Yes. Um, you get some Fabian Cortez, and Fabian Cortez has really kind of come around for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's this book in particular, like helped to develop his um, growth as yes. a character. Yeah. So sweet. You know, he's not. He's not. He's, he's no, not the worst he's anymore. Not, he's no pariah or no. red ghost or mojo. <laughs> three four three Burning Legion. Sal just sold me on Vanish. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we sold it. Uh, yeah, I think you should check it out if you haven't already. Um, what was it? Uh, I read Fantastic Four number 47, uh, of course, from David Pepos and Juan Cabal on art. Uh, this is like a gay kind of like in-betweener. Uh, Dan Slott is leaving Fantastic Four. Uh, I don't think Pepos has taken over Fantastic Four. I think somebody else is. I don't remember who it is. But mm-hmm. like uh, this is like a palate cleanser slash tie-in with Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Reed Richards is like, um, they didn't ask me to come up with a solution for the progenitor that's literally in one of the books right. i think like tony says like huh, 
Yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh man, when I beat, when I come up with it without him, he's going to be so pissed. So he, uh, so Pe- like Peppo's like remembered that Reed has this, uh, thing that he gets into it's a sensor deprivation chamber i think it's like the thinking room or whatever the hell it's called but he gets in the there think tank. the think tank thank you uh and uh you know he, he cuts himself off from all stimuli so he can constitute a problem he's like when i emerge i will have a I, I will figure out what to do with the progenitor so he goes into the think tank and he locks himself away meanwhile uh johnny is outside flying around in his car he's like hey if the world's gonna end i want to drive my cool car corvette i'm gonna pick up pizza um thing is in a uh, i think he's in listen picking up a pizza right before the end of the, like, I, end I don't of blame the world is not a bad idea that's no, true but uh, he's locked <laughs> out of the baxter building reed is in the tank uh some new employees come in it's diehard it's just diehard in the baxter building and it's like they're gonna do a diehard they're gonna do a diehard. <laughs> they're gonna do a diehard morty uh but yeah it's it's straight up and i remember hearing uh <laughs> she's she's just summer yeah she's summer but like but like this well before that episode like peppos has been talking about this since like last Baltimore Comic Con, when I ran into him, and I'm, he's like, "Oh man, one day I'm gonna get my Invisible Woman like diehard book, and it's gonna be friggin' cool." <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, we can finally what? talk about it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's the, the so the show is or the, this issue or this this story uh, is going to be a uh, like it just, it's an Invisible Woman kind of like focus piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sue is like we we showcase who she is, what her strengths are, how cool she is, what a great boss she must be, and. Uh, and she discovers that, like you know, Hans Gruber and his you know his, his colorful characters uh, are, are are there, but they're it's a heist. They're going there. They're in the the Baxter building. They trigger the security protocols. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drop a building on top of Ben Grimm. So like he's sure. he's busy. Like the Fantastic Four are all indisposed. And the, what are they going to steal? They're going to uh, sneak into. Oh, and he also does. Uh, Peppos is like, oh man, I remember that character. Let me use that. Like I love how much he does that. Oh, Punisher two thousand ninety nine, mine uh oh uh anybody read marvel boy from grant morrison no well i'm using the female antagonist of that uh and she's in charge of it and uh whatever it doesn't matter but the point is they're going to break into the think tank and they're going to steal like reed richards's like thoughts mind intelligence and then they're going to slip into an alternate dimension to escape from the progenitor's uh judgment oh um so yeah, there, so there's a there's a time lock safe involved that they have to break into. You of know, of course it's the same there thing. is. Yeah, like, but you know they have to lock. They, they break into Reed and steal his his steal his amazing brain. Okay, and Sue has to like fight off those characters. Okay, that's fun. It's just a fun little like that does seem it's fun one off. Uh, that will be multiple issues. I don't know how many issues it will be, but I think it's like two, three four who knows of this yeah oh okay this is not over it's not over it's not one issue no 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 no. it's just okay but who is her reginald vell johnson right i don't know (laughs) i don't know i i don't i don't know if it's ben i don't know if johnny is argyle i don't know okay so i but uh but i'm looking forward to finding out i think it is only two issues like that makes sense okay it's a little palate cleanser before we get to the next sure. series but yeah but that, that character's name is uh obelit 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 yeah uh so if you so go pick up your copy <laughs> of uh hmm? i said we <laughs> so go pick up your copy of marvel boy from grant morrison because i have my uh, hardcover of that do you I'm kidding, of course. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Read it. Uh, check it out. Die Hard. Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. 
<clears throat> I also read one. De- uh, ba- wait, wait, do you want to? I guess Axe is last. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's what you got. Right. That's the last one I got. All right. Yeah. Batman One Bad Day Two Face Number One from Mariko Tamaki and Javier Fernandez. Yeah. Continuing the bad, uh, the One Bad Day trend uh, is the next one, focusing on Two Face. Uh, I was excited about this because it's like there's so few good Two Face stories mm-hmm. out there, and uh, you know, usually when someone like pitches a Two Face story, I don't know, it's a, it kind of falls flat. Um, this one. Whereas with the last one, you're not really sure if it's in continuity. And I mm-hmm. saw Tom actually go on Twitter and say that they're all in continuity. Right. They're not. They're clearly can't. They're not. They're just right. not. Right. No. His own it can't be in continuity because mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon is like 55, 65 years old. Like, there's no way. There's no right. way. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is definitely in continuity, or at least it's in continuity to Tamaki's Detective Comics run. Like, this is 100% what Tamaki would continue to do with Detective Comics, mm-hmm. but in a but focusing more on harvey it's like it, it, this is like a two-parter right that she would have written about like harvey and the idea is that it's two phases uh, you know because two phases reformed or whatever his father is turning 88 and they're throwing a party for him and he gets threatened in the mail by an unseen you know uh, ne'er-do-well or malefactor who wants uh you know to stick it to the dents and so harvey asks batman to look into it and uh, so Batman investigates it. And uh, for whatever reason, like Stephanie Brown is like Batman's like other Robin in this one. Like yeah. not, not that she's Robin. She's actually spoiler, but he calls her Batgirl. And it's really more about like her being the voice of reason yeah. slash like grounding for him. She keeps calling him out on his nonsense. And she's like, cause every Batman story is always the same. He's like, ah, oh, Harvey, I got to save you. I got to save Harvey at the expense of everybody and everything mm-hmm. around me. And she's like, why, why would you do that? What do you know that like she she doesn't give away the reveal, mm-hmm. but like she should have. And I think that would have been actually well, more fun. Yeah. But, but I mean, like the reveal, I, I don't think the reveal is like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the end goal for this book. No, necessarily. no, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not about that. It's about the journey. All these are about like them being one off. Like, you know, showcases mm-hmm. of talent and getting people to buy freaking comic books again. Like it's supposed to do that. It's mm-hmm. supposed to get people involved. Um, and I hope it's doing that. I saw quite a few copies of this at my uh, LCS. So, um, but yeah, um, you you have some thoughts on this book. I'm yeah, I didn't hate it. I know you didn't hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like, I didn't think this was worth the initiative. Like, I don't think, like, this is very much, I think this is actually, like, I, I keep talking about Legend of the Dark Knight. This feels mm-hmm. like a Legend of the Dark Knight, like, like faces from Matt Wagner. You yeah. Know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like this wrote itself. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the, 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 the it, it's, it's two. You're, you're, you're the bad guy, right? It's two Facebook. You're, you're, you wrote the letter. Right. But like, they treat it like that's a surprise. And I'm like, how could it be? And I guess it isn't like, and like you said, it's not about the destination. It's about mm-hmm. like going through it and going through it. Like you see a lot of character showcase and you get a lot of, and like, you know, I, Tamaki invented. I, th- I think Tamaki invented N- Mayor Nakama, or whatever his name is. I can't remember his name, but uh, the mayor. Yes, it was in the detective run, mm-hmm. and uh, so like she's going to use those characters. And I, yeah. I, I get it at this point. Like, yeah, go ahead. You, you, but like they don't matter, and they're not really important. And it's just like, well, to to come. No, I don't remember. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. That's okay. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it feels like it's. One part Legend of the Dark Knight, two parter, and one it's, part like well, just I, a like a like a like a mid. 
I guess season story arc from I her detective see why run. People like may not like gravitate towards this one, like loving it because it, it does it's like two face. Unfortunately, it is two face, but it's also two face doesn't help necessarily. Not that two face is a bad villain, but like, well, but like there are so few books that he works in, mm. you know, like name me three of your favorite two face stories. Well, I was, what I was also <laughs> going to say was that like Batman one bad day makes you think it's supposed to be like some like out there yeah like kind of story right like you know tom's was so different yes um and i wasn't a fan of it you were not no no it's true but this one does feel very much like just a more by the numbers yes and so i could i could see why people would be like i thought this was going to be bigger or something else yeah Yeah, and, and like that might color people's opinions of it i think you're right and not again like i don't think that this was like you know mind-blowingly amazing but when i read it i was like okay yeah like yeah yeah i wasn't angry you know it wasn't like i was like you wasted my time and this shouldn't have been printed yeah it was just like oh okay Mm -hmm. Eh. Mm -hmm. yeah i i didn't i didn't rush out to get this because i was like well based on the the sales of the last book there will be more there'll be this like on the shelf and i was right and so i could wait and uh but i was really I, i i was really hopeful about this whole initiative and uh I did kind of like the art in this. I liked it well enough. I, the color palette was fun. And yeah. that was uh, Jordi Bellier. No. Um, uh, yes, colors. Yeah. Uh, Jordi Bellier did a great job. With the colors. Javier Fernandez did the art itself. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought the colors were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the the father stuff was interesting. Yeah, it was. I, I don't. I was like, isn't he dead? Like, I, I was like, I don't remember what the story is with Two-Face's father. Like, I remember he was horribly abusive and it's like, well, but mm-hmm. why would he care? You know, like, and then he's, you know, I don't know. It, there's, there's a lot going on where I was like, what is, when is this? Who, what? And I think that's part of the problem when you're dealing with like Two-Face and his history. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, like you know, it's funny. I, you know, Snyder did a, an all-star Batman. Uh, he did a story about Two-Face and I didn't like that one either. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could tell there was like effort and work being made where they're like, we're going to like, if you name three Batman villains, it's going to be Joker, Two-Face and Bane or someone else. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to use, but like, there aren't a lot of good Two-Face stories. Can we talk about the fact though, that like the Riddler story, I think also had Batman go to talk to Riddler's dad. Did that happen? Yeah, it did happen. Like that had something to do with his father as well. Right? Yeah. I think think it's just a weird coincidence. Okay. Because his dad was in charge of the school. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And this is very driven by his father as well. That's right. If the third one has Mr. Freeze's father, I swear. <laughs> like, it's just dads, man. It's yeah. just all about dads. I mean, dads, said, dads screw up. That's what I, they do. I did like Tamaki's build up of the his, party. Of his party and of his father's character in terms of like not wanting to be embarrassed. Yes. And so the end result, I was like. I mean, earned. you saw it coming like a mile away. Yeah. At a certain point. 100%. But, you know, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen here. Totally. Like, so there was some interesting world building. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and despite and the, she, yeah. she, she clearly also left some doors open. Right. For like potential other storytelling. Oh, sure. And I was like with the uh, with the wife. Yeah. I was yeah. like, OK, mm-hmm. just leave it open. Oh, just you'll pay that off later. OK, maybe. Maybe. If you give it a <laughs> chance. Um, Mayor not. Hang on. It's Nakano. There we go. <laughs> Apparently, Tomasi invented Nakano. My bad. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, uh, there's there's some good in this, but uh, otherwise, it's it's an utterly like disposable thing. Mm. Like it didn't blow my mind. No, I do like this cover though. The cover's great. Cover all of the covers on these are great. Mm. I just uh, yeah, 
you know, knowing that these are assignments, this, I was like, uh-huh. The way that you were like that with the last one, you were like, this feels like an assignment. I'm like, this, this is an assignment. Like, this is just, oh, I can use this, this, this. felt this. less of an assignment, like, especially if, if she was trying to just forward her or continue the other story that she had going. That's less of an assignment. That's more of an opportunity. That, yeah. Took it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, but everyone's consistent and it's fun to like get to see Stephanie get like some, some, some screen time. Yeah. Some real and, focus. Um, Cass was there too. Cass is there too. Yeah. Cass is fun. It was fun to see Cass in it, but she didn't, you know. It's like yeah, she didn't get as much. It's not to about, do, but I, I liked her when she like when she got to go to the, the party. party. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and the party, the whole sequence where we build towards what happens to Dent's father. I mm-hmm. was like, this is really well executed. Yeah, it was good comic booking. Yeah, it was, it, and if it, it felt more, um, you know, I don't know, cinematic. Say, yeah, cinematic, not police procedural at all. But there's yeah. another word like you know, mm-hmm. they're like Ocean's Eleven-y in a way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's like fun. You're infiltrating, you mm-hmm. know, Batman's on the outside. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There was a nice moment that, like, Tamaki's really good at with Bruce, which is making him human. And it's so rare to see. And it's like, no no one likes to take that opportunity. But I really like the moment where Batman is going to throw his batarang and they're like, where are you? And he's like, I'm waiting for the wind. Yeah. And I was like, what a real thing. Like, and that was really cool. I really liked that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It stuck with me. I was just like, that's a little moment where I was like, that's like a real human thing. Mm-hmm. I also like that, like, Gordon was hopeful in this. Yes. Like, he's the driving force as to why Batman wants to trust Dent. Dent. Because he's like, Gordon's like, no, like, come on. Like, somebody, like, he, he's there. He's got to be in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, in, like, the flashback. Mm-hmm, I, don't, mm-hmm. I thought that was, it, I didn't love this book no, either. but it was but, like, good. I didn't, I, I disliked the Riddler one more than this. Right. <laughs> because, Fair. again, but the Riddler one, to me, felt like an assignment. And maybe now that I've know that it was might change your opinion. now but like I, now book that all the other books i'm judging differently so like I, it's also could have been a, an unfair shake on my part i think it was earned uh <laughs> eric santi while i was sad to see vita vita ayala leave new mutants i'm glad the x office is continuing to give more lgbtq writers a chance on a monthly title uh i didn't know that that was that was the case that ayala was leaving the book i don't think i knew that either and yet as soon as any like someone else said it in the chat i was like that sounds familiar. Like, it's one of those things where it's you like... You saw there was a letter from her and it was like, oh, that explains that. Yeah, but the letter was really just literally about the 40th anniversary. And oh, it's like a really nicely written letter and like how excited uh, Vita was about the opportunity that like this would happen. Yeah. Like during their run. Like, right, I was like, right, that's right. neat. Uh, Mortazai says, I just started Pepos' Savage Avengers and I had so much fun, such fun with the craziness that I read the previous volume. What's a recent team where you did the same? Uh, it's been rare since I've I've done that. Um, we're like, oh man. Yeah, no, I don't have that. It hasn't happened in a long time. <laughs> Savage Avengers is great, and there's a lot there. You know what? Uh, is going back, but Thunderbolts was one of those where I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of fun, and then I went back yeah. and read more. Yeah. I don't know if I have one. Mm. I really don't. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Judgment Day. Axe. Axe. Judgment Day number five. Number five. Kieran Gillen. Came out. V- uh, uh, and uh, Valerio Skitty On art. Um, dudes. I can't, I can't really tell you what happens in this book. Right. It's like, we, this is like the penultimate issue. Well, it is and it isn't because there's an Omega. There's an Omega. But that's, no. They wrote it. They, they always, Marvel always goes like, and do an Omega. Like, and it's like say one more thing. I freaking love this book 
I haven't read it yet, so I'm excited to hear like at least your 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 promotion of it, since it's good. It's just, you know. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't put into words like how masterfully Gillen and Skeety are telling this story because I he's already done it. He already put it into words, and I read it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. all right there. Um, okay, so. What I was talking with Sal about earlier without trying to like have a conversation with him, but we want to talk about these things. We want to talk about them here with you for the first time, but I still whatever. But like Karen Gillen really understands the idea that we need quiet moments in these books. Yes. And like, not that like it has to be all talking or all like just like a like a an entire issue of not anything happening, right? Like in order for the action to have impact, yes, you need to build to it. Right, you need to have a break. Right, like you see it all the time in movies. You see it a lot in like Miyazaki films. Yeah, in which like you know, like for a lot of people, it's an anime trope where it's like, okay, let's look at the ground. Let's look at like let's cut to the water. Cut to the yeah, to the water, to the grass, to a bug, to whatever. And like it <laughs> seemingly has nothing to do with anything, but like Miyazaki uses it to like give you a moment right? right like there's an interview he did where like he like clapped like three times yeah. right and like the time in between that is called ma which is like you need ma <laughs> in order for the clap to have impact right? right and so like a lot of these issues for gillen start a little quieter or like they'll have a moment in between it's a little quieter so that we can amp up and that's very much where this starts it's just a conversation mm -hmm. between one of the humans that gillen created yep. and captain america and it's just a beautiful little moment it's very quiet it's very short it's just there to be like hey everyone's having a rough time right. and now let's build to the action in this in this issue and like this issue was just so good like it was so 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 good yeah i, I yeah, from the art to the writing, uh, Gillen is telling a story, and and the the thing that I like wanted to compare it to, you know, when you but you know, it's apples and oranges when it comes to Grindhouse versus like a like a like a narrative, like yeah, a, like an event particularly, is that like when you like modern comics do one of two things: mm -hmm. they're either all action mm -hmm. or they're not, and yeah. like the the all action is, I think, a response to the desire for you know it to matter and to get people's attention but like the the stories that resonate every time that this book comes up mm -hmm. irrespective of our show it is in a is in this context look at this freaking amazing thing that happened where was that post like where did that come from judgment day you mean that's actually good yeah aren't you reading it of course not like it, you will remember these moments because they are earned and they're part of a story. And as you pointed out, like Gillen is a storyteller who's really focused on getting that done, like not selling units, not getting tie-ins, not getting your attention and grabbing it and like telling the story in the middle of the damn narrative, just so that you'll pay attention for the first few pages. Mm -hmm. Just here's a book. Yeah. Yeah. No, he just, he's like, here's the story. And and honestly, that's very much what happens in this. Like all of our our teams, I mean, the teams fought for like a hot second at the beginning of this. Sure. The, of this whole thing, okay. right? Like there was. Remember at the very beginning of it, there was like, oh, and then they're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta, this that's we not gotta stop this that. Is. This is not yeah. a us fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see this page? Yes. This page is freaking dope. Yeah. <laughs> you see Spidey's there swinging in. Yep. 
It's just one page though. It's not a two page splash. It's no, just a single that's page okay. splash. Um, um, but yeah, like, you know, we, we get the teams coming together and like, because it's Gillen writing it, it's, you know, they, they're going to be clever about it, but like, they're not going to just, they're not going to just like converse their way out of it. Right. They're going to come up with a plan and then people are going to go punch things. Right. But things yeah, are. Like, don't be, don't be afraid. We're not trying to like trick you into reading a book that's about like how nonviolence is the answer. You know, yeah. like, it's a comic book superhero story. Like, yeah. Like. Captain you know, America will hurl his mighty shield. Well, he doesn't. No, Captain America does the other. What's the other? Thing? If Cap's not yeah. hurling his mighty shield, then he's hurling his mighty words to inspire people. That's what he does in this book. Like there's Cap's either hurling the shields or fists. Yeah. Or he's gonna be, you know, inspiring via like action of like either his words or just by being there by standing tall, and against like a giant. Yeah. And that's what we do. We, we do a total David and Goliath here. Nice. We're like, and it's all part of the plan. Mm. Like they have a plan and it's being executed. Right. And like, yeah. it's a, it's a plan that is like many layers because like they need to have the surface layer so that the celestial yeah. will fall for things. Right. Yes. And then they need the other actual plan, like quietly, like sleeper running underneath it. Mm -hmm. Right. But like part of the plan is that like Nightcrawler shows up and like, Cappy, you ready to, you, you come on. You, you, you feel like going to like fight a god. Right. And he's like, let's do it. And like Gene hooks it up so that like everyone on Earth is able to see it. Yeah. So like Nightcrawler and, and Cap go before the progenitor. Okay. And like Cap's like, Cap gives him a piece of his mind. <laughs> right. And it's, it's honestly, it's amazing. Like he talks about the 40s and like, mm -hmm. you know, about how like, you know, people thought it was over. But heroism yeah. is about strength. It's, it's about not giving in. And I was like. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. The truth of it is, it's not over as long as any of us are standing here. Mm. So, like, he calls out to the world. And he's like, I know you can all hear me. Right. And he's like, we're all Avengers now. <laughs> and so he says, assemble and avenge. And then the progenitor just annihilates the two of them from the face of the earth. <sighs> and, like, so, like, Jean's like, like, we cut back to Jean. And she's like, it worked. Mm. Like, everyone is on board. Yeah. And their anger is now focused. Yes. <laughs> so, like, Cap went forward so that, like, the people of the world would have a thing to be mad about right. instead of being mad at each other mm -hmm. or at themselves, which was not helping anybody. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's so good. Gillen is addressing everything from all different angles. Yeah. I literally can't wait to see how he's going to finish this up. Yeah. Because, like, he's not, like trying to reinvent the wheel the the plan is still the original plan mm -hmm. you know the, the plan of like you know there was a button yeah that they could push and it was all the progenitor like they're like that was fake and gene's like she, she says, she's <laughs> like i'm an omega level psychic and i can tell you right now the only reason we were all fooled by that is because there was some truth to it right it's in there <laughs> and so like we need to that's the plan the plan is still the same plan we evacuate the towns around the progenitor yeah and then we need to we need to shut it down that's okay. the only way we're going to make it out of here. Nice. So, I mean, like, it's it's amazing. Uh, some some groundbreaking stuff happens at the end of this. Like, some things that, like, if you're reading X-Men, something happens at the end of this that you're going to be like... Like, whoa. That, and, like, and honestly, there was a point in this book where I was like, I think that's what's going to happen. Right. Inevitably. Like, they're going to have to do this. We go through this, and Gillen, for me, at least, did enough of the, like, look over here at my mm -hmm. beautiful assistant doing beautiful assistant things. <laughs> then when we got to that, like, it got me. Yeah. I, I literally was like, <gasps> <laughs> I love when that happens, and it happens, like, I, I'm very pleased when it does. And yeah. it happened, it's happened a lot like, yeah. lately. It's good comics. It is. It's, I think it's excellently written. It's a, an impactful story. And, like, 
if you all are sleeping on it, like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, here's what I know is going to happen. Uh, I'm going to tell you that this is a great book and you should definitely read it. There's a few of you out there who are already reading it and you're on board with me. Some of you might go and grab it after this and that's awesome. But in a few months when someone random on something goes like, Hey, <laughs> some guy will show up and be like, uh, actually y'all were sleeping on uh, Axe." Yeah. And then it's going to show one page out of context that you're going to be like, I wish I knew the context for it. And then and you're then, all going to be like, hopefully trade sales will like explode through the roof. And I don't care if that's what happens. Fine. Because the fact is at the end of the day, like all I want is for people to read this book because it's good. Yeah. And everybody's like, Hey, events I'm so sick suck. of events, events and I'm so suck, sick, and of I'm sick of them. And you know what? Like I get you. I feel that like I was like, hopeful that this event was going to be good because I trust Gillen, right? Mm -hmm. Like I like his work, but the fact is like, I don't just follow writers just because like, right. I still quite, I'm like, is it going to be good? I don't know. And it is, mm -hmm. it honestly, it is a, a really well-written event. And, and yeah, it's the E word, everybody. Right. It's an event. Oh no. Right. Like, oh, that's supposed to be up there. I was like, what? yeah, don't touch that. Cause you're going to make sound. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> this has been down this way for a while. I'm like, okay. We'll like, fix it after the show. Figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Like yes. this isn't, this is, this is the dreaded E word and mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what people have been asking for. They're like, I wish events were good. Like, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah, and like, instead, I think what happened was people saw the fact that it had like words like X-Men and Eternals on it. Yeah. And they were like, well, Oh, I didn't read the Eternals. Avengers X-Men Eternals. And it's like, Oh, another versus book. And it's like, no, no, yeah no and i know a lot of you didn't read eternals and you, that's okay yeah you don't you need didn't to have to like have to have to understand what's going on mm -hmm. gillen will, will make sure that you feel comfortable also by the way everybody the earth is on our side so we got that going for oh, us that's good because yeah. the progenitor apparently is like straight up having a fight with like a, a an actual conversation fight with the earth it's like you have to let it go <laughs> like it's time to be over right and the earth's like no that's fun no like, cool so that's like the, part of the only reason why our teams have any shot at this yeah. point so yeah, yeah. apocalypse now is happening <laughs> and i i'm here for it yeah uh so there you have it let's talk about some books that are coming out this week who you think should buy yes uh did i miss it no i didn't uh there were a couple other super chats before i do that oh okay uh, prindy 14 listen to witches recently do you have any horror book recommendations um yeah you could check out the nice house on the lake which is actually uh issue 10 is coming out this week <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> See, there's a whole bunch of that you can pick up to jump into um what did i read there's a couple of you like harrow county i do uh, like harrow county oh you could check out um tynan's the closet it's mm. like three issues it's good um if you don't mind manga i would highly suggest anything by junji ito mm -hmm. especially a short story like collection yeah because um it, it's something where maybe like you know a couple of them aren't what you're looking for but a lot like others might be within those collections yeah that'd be quite good um there's so much yeah there's a lot yeah yeah silver coin is good again though that's like individual issues um yeah it's not a like an ongoing story it isn't it isn't what like about it's all that, uh, the me you love in the dark that was like oh, not really a horror book that wasn't really a horror necessarily um but the me but you it, love might, in the it dark. might put you might put you in a spooky place. yeah um the boneyard mythos mm. is a shared universe set of horror stories yes so you could check that out too yeah. uh something is killing the children i know you might, you love that one got some horror in there totes well. there's so many uh, so let's recommend some comics yeah, that are coming out this week that we should, think you should get. Uh, Detective Comics 1064 is coming out. What a great cover. Look at that goddamn cover. I'm going I'm to show it. I don't normally do this, but like, look at that. Look at what they're doing with Detective for some reason. I really like that. It's good for you, Ram V. And, what uh, is that? Rob, what am I looking at? Uh, you're looking at like, 
I think you're looking at Barbados, but it I, looks like that. I love it though. Yeah, it's awesome. Just Batman's a statue. Uh, but yeah, Detective Comics 1064. Check that Ooh. out. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 10 is the Judgment Day tie-in. Um, I, I I love how Ramita actually managed to capture like disappointment on Gwen's face on this Maybe cover. She's disappointed that she's here and, and Uncle Ben isn't here. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> terrible idea. It's a horrible decision, and I don't like anything about it. But I'll be reading it. It's written by Deb Wells with art by Nick Dragota, which is the other reason why I'm gonna be reading it. Dr- oh. Dragota's doing the art, and it's like, oh man, really? Okay. Uh, I guess I'll give that a shot. Uh, Action Comics 1047 is coming out. That's the return of of Superman. Uh, I. I, this cover reminds me of something from like 1994 and I I'm, I'm here for it. Um, it's ridiculous, but uh, yeah, 1047 Superman's back. DC versus vampires, a book I dropped, I dropped. Uh, maybe I'll go back and read it. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, human target number seven is coming back. Finally. Holy oh, crap. I, I love the series. Oh my God. Yay. Uh, Ant-Man number three. This is that neat. That cover looks like the covers that came before. Yeah, it's it's doing, yeah, they're all different Ant-Mans. Every cover is a different okay, Ant-Man. Okay, thank you. No, it's not just like redo. Well, it is, but like it's, they're different, they're different Ant-Mans. Okay. Uh, Thunderbolts 2 is coming out uh, from Zub and uh, Izoxy. Uh, fun stuff. If you haven't already, check out Thunderbolts. Uh, and Batman the Audio Adventures number one is coming out from Dennis McNichols with art by uh, Anthony Marquez. And uh, I've been seeing his work. I love it so it's much. Awesome. I, I've been looking at his Instagram. Like the the the, Macar- the the Marquez art is so cool. Also, says the, there's art by J Bone. I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know who it is, but like the Marquez art I've seen is like the kind of Batman stuff I want to see as often as I can. Okay. Uh, it's very like cartoony but I, I really love it uh what about you tiffany what are some books that you recommend um, that x-men out? number 15 is coming out this week it will not be a tie-in so i think we've come out the other side of the tie-ins for right now mm-hmm. um with x-men but we're going back to the vault remember <gasps> the children of the vault oh my god we're gonna go back guys okay. jerry duggan's gonna tackle that um with art by josh Kassara. so I know there are a lot of people who are very interested in the vault, yeah. the children of the vault. Yeah. So we're, we're getting back there. We're absolutely getting back there. So I can't wait to read this. Doug is doing a good job. Yeah. Really, I, really I wonder is. if uh, the children of the vault are going to get their own book. I don't know. I guess it, it'll depend on their fate. Mm-hmm. Um, Gambit number three is coming out if you're reading that. As I mentioned earlier, Nice House on the Lake 10 will be out. Yep. Um, I'm definitely behind on 8 Billion Genies, but number five is coming out. So if you're looking to pick that up. Mm-hmm. So there was an Avengers tie-in for um, Axe this week. So that was in was the regular week. series. Yes. This coming week, though, we are getting an AXE book. So if you're just looking for more AXE, this is AXE Avengers number one, written by Gillen. Gillen's writing a lot of these, which is why I think for me, they feel less like tie-ins yes. and more like supplements. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's they actually like, do support the book. Yeah. It's just a support. It's just, Hey, you can read this or not. Um, this one looks like it's to me about Tony Stark, which makes absolute sense because he's the one <laughs> who made this damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like Tony should absolutely have a book. I cannot wait to hear Gillen take on Stark. Iron Man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, what does he have to say about Stark? And what is Stark going to like look like at the end of this? Yeah. Like, in, in at least on the inside. Will right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to read any more Task Force Z? No, I think I'm, I'm, I haven't read that book in quite finally a while. Off, I, I, finally I just off. let that one go. Good for you. Um, hey, Nightmare Country number six is coming out. Ooh. I freaking love this book. James Tyne on the fourth, um, with art by Maria, uh, Love, Lovett. 
Yep. There's or Jovit. Jovit. Yeah, there's two L's. I'm the worst. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say about that. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, number three, Yay. is coming out, written by Jean Luen Yang with art by Marcus Toe. I love this series a lot. This is just, it's a fun, fun series. It has been from the get go because this is the second series of yeah. Shang-Chi that Yang has written. Oh yeah. Um, and it's just as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. So if you are if you like his work, because a lot of people like his work and maybe don't know that this book is out there. Maybe you're not familiar with Shang-Chi beyond the movie. Give this a try. Trust me. Yeah. I was not super familiar with Shang-Chi before this. And I I really dove into it just head first, just all right, where are we going? I had a little bit of knowledge here and there about some of what was going on. So maybe I wasn't so in the deep end. Um but Yang really, I think, helps to guide you through it. And just he's just, just such a competent storyteller that you want to be in, like involved with this book. You're like, yeah, I want to be on, on the ground floor with it. Totally. Even if you're not now, you can go back. I think I'm sure the first <laughs> volume is out. At I think point, so. Yeah. Right. Like it has to be. Yeah. Um, if you're reading the DC Mechs book, number three is coming out this week. So you might want to grab that if you're a mech fan. There's like weirdly a whole bunch of like mech books that have been coming out and are coming out right now, uh-huh. like tied into Marvel and DC. It's, it's very interesting. It's yeah. an interesting time. Um, I think that's all I'm going to say for now. That's fair. Um, you also stream on twitch.tv slash comic pop and yeah. those VODs are uploaded to the new channel comic pop plays. It's in the description below this video. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, you should subscribe and check it out. We just finished all of your playthrough on Jedi, whatever the hell, mm-hmm. what the hell is it called? Uh, fallen order, fallen order. So check that out if you haven't already. And we want to thank everybody, our super chatters and our chatters in general, for joining us today, watching the show, subscribing, liking the video, and everything else. Uh, we're really lucky to have you. Thank you all so much. And we'll see you guys at New York Comic Con in a week or two. Uh, stay tuned for Chris on uh, Comic Tropes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.